Kia ora iwi and welcome to another episode of The Verdict. The Hariakine, we are discussing the Warriors, in particular, newbie Rhys Walsh. And we're asking the question, which veteran, which sporting veteran, would you like to see finish with a title? Before we get into it, here are my guests today. Sky Sport presenter Goran Paladin. Rav, great to be here as always. Great to see you. And former Warrior, former Kiwi Adam Blair. Awesome to be here. Can't wait. Always exciting these times. Yeah, look forward to your stories, mate. <laughs> Hard and fast today. Hard and fast today. All right. Straight up the middle. Yep. Cool. All right. So before we get into it, as always, we'll lay down the rules. So I will restate these uh, topics in a little bit more detail. Then you can tell me which side you wish to argue or debate. Then you can get into all your evidence or your analysis and state why you think your argument is the right one. Feel free to rebut, to respond, and uh, may the best man win. Cool. All right, well, you're the best man then, because no doubt you'll win. Well, <laughs> you can start us off then. <laughs> All right, All let's right. get into it. The, the topic first. Reese Walsh has been a bit of a shining light since he's come on board with the Warriors, but where does his future actually lie? Should it be in the halves, or is he the right RTS replacement as fullback? Okay, um, I'll kick things off. I reckon long term, if the Warriors are going to keep him on their books for, let's say, the next 10 years, He's in the halves. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a short-term thing that he's, he's at fullback. So, yeah, get, get ready for all the hate coming my way. But uh, <laughs> I reckon he's, he's the, the Warriors' half and will probably go alongside Chanel Harris-Tavita long-term. Mm, OK. Well, I'm on the other side. I feel that, um, you know, what we've seen from Reese Walsh uh, and over the weekend, I feel that he's going to be the long-term fullback, um, you know, like for like. I know he, he's only 18. Uh, but I feel that he's got some similarities to Roger Tovasa-Shek. Uh, still a long way to go, but I feel that the future is around Reese Walsh at fullback. Okay. Yeah, I, I just like what I saw. Um, I mean, everybody liked what they saw, apart from Nathan Brown, who <laughs> saw some flaws in his game at the weekend against the Tigers. But, you know, when, when he was laying on those tries and he's throwing these just sublime cutout passes he's up in the line and he's almost playing as like a third half and so you know I, I think that yeah in the long term that's where we want to see him we want to see him with his hands on the ball more often than not and uh, to, to continue on some of that ball playing because when you look at the stats out of the weekend um, yeah he did touch the ball uh, an awful lot from the fullback position Adam but um, you know you want him touching the ball as much as Chanel or, or as much as Cody and influencing the game as, as much as he can. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I guess, you know, he, the difference between uh, his passing ability compared to Roger is he actually can pass a ball. Um, so Roger can't pass a ball. Well, have, have, we seen Roger, have we seen Roger come in and, and do the things that, um, you know, Reese Walsh is doing with his passing game? No. Roger's always been known as uh, the attacking style of, of player where he comes in and does the tough carries from the back we don't use Roger well enough anyway. Uh, the Warriors haven't done it properly for the time that he's been here. So we've only known Roger to be that guy that comes in, takes those tough carries, gives them some, some momentum. Reese Walsh is just coming from the back, slotting himself into that. I guess, a, you know, like you said, a, a, a two-pass wide or a, a three-pass wide where he's been able to use the the skill that he does have with his long, short pass, which he mm. possesses. Um, I that's where his difference is with Roger when, when it comes to the passing game. I feel that his communication at an 18-year-old needs to be better. Uh, but 
this the fullbacks his go. I the feel like every time we can inject him in, the only the only time he is shining is obviously getting catches. We've seen him make breaks from the back, uh, but we don't have enough players around him to support him. Uh, we have trouble getting it. We don't have trouble getting out of our our halves, but we don't seem to play any structured footy coming out of our halves. So the likes of Roger and Reese can't get into the game and use their ability. The only time we do open up and play a bit of footy is when we're attacking the line, and that's when they come into the own. But we can, we're can we losing that effect of our good players, Roger, for example, uh, and we only see Reese attacking the attacking style of footy played down near the trial line. So if we can get down there, we'll see Reese coming in and playing how he's playing now with using his feet, uh, running at the back of blocks off Cody where our back rows are running good lines, um, using his two on, you know, his, his three on two pass. Uh, those kind of things. So I think the the fullback position and the way the game's going for Reese will work really well. Hovering around the ball, coming out of your end goal, um, and then coming down into the attacking side of the uh, attacking side of the park is where he's going to come into his own and play the way he's playing now. So I, I guess as as half, you're going to find a lot more traffic uh, where you have to make your tackles consistently. Uh, teams will start identifying. Reese as a bit of a spot player, but smaller. Defensively, we haven't hasn't been really tested properly yet. Mm. Uh, Manly found out a little bit about him and played some structure around him. Um, 18 years old, still a long way to go, so still learning the game. I know uh, Nathan Brown's been saying he there's some flaws in his game. He's 18. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I I didn't even play at 18. Yeah. So um, I would have had so many flaws in my game. I had flaws in my game at 21 when I played. So he's still got a long way to go. And if we're looking at the future for the Warriors at, at number one, while Roger's gone, um, he's he's our man um, trying to link up with, I guess, halves that we're going to try and bring through with some good halves at the back of that. Uh, we've put a lot of pressure on Reese. Uh, the media over in Australia have put a lot of pressure on him. He's still growing as a kid. Mm. His, his, um, his next thing is to being able to stay grounded. Um, to be able to focus on his role eat week in, week out and know what his role is positionally, understanding the detail around his job and his role on the field and then getting that done consistently week in because Roger saves tries. Uh, that's mostly one thing that Reese needs to work on is saving tries. That last man defence, that's your job at the last man is to be able to save tries. So that's a big work on for Reese. Uh, but he's he's the number one, without a doubt. You lied to us. He lied to us because he said he was going to go hard and fast, and then like five minutes later, I finally get to say something. Oh, well, you could have come in. And no, said, no, no, hold no. On, hold on. You know, I haven't hold seen on. you for about a week and a half, and so, <laughs> so just, you're just letting me yeah. talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I love your stories. Uh, I love your stories. Look, there, there's no doubt in my mind that for the next year and a half, the Warriors are going to play him as a one because Cody Nakarima, he's he's on the books for next year, mm -hmm. and he wants to play in the halves. But beyond that, I honestly think that there's a hole there. And when you look across the NRL as a whole. What is it that they have an abundance of? Really good fullbacks, Rav. You know, like you can look through the the vast majority of the teams and every weekend, like yep. what do we do on game days, Adam? We always say, oh, can't wait for the, the clash of the fullbacks because this week it's RTS versus Clint Gutherson. Yep. Next week it's RTS versus Tommy Turbo. Next week it's RTS versus Val Holmes. You know, the list goes on and on. There's a real dearth of talent in the halves. Since the uh, retirements of Jonathan Thurston, Cooper Cronk, mm. you know, like th there are very few um, dominant halves really carving up the competition. There are some on the way up. I mean, we're, we're looking at Sam Walker at the Roosters now, and he's going to be a really big thing for years to come. But when you look at what's there right here, right now, Nathan Cleary, Daly Cherry Evans, 
Who else? Mitchell Pearce is on the sidelines. Jeez, yeah. um, I'm just trying to think. Cameron Munster, but he's out of the game at the moment. Um, yeah, there's so many good fullbacks. I feel like if you moved Reese Walsh into halves, he would be one of the more dominant halves in the competition. And it's, a, it's clearly a, a position where other teams, not just the Warriors, are really struggling to find somebody good who can control the game and provide that X factor. So that's a reason why I want to see Reese Walsh, after the next year and a half, move into that role. And who knows what happens with Cody, whether he stays with the club or moves into the nine position, utilises speed out of acting half. But, um, yeah, I think the next positional tweak for Reese Walsh and what, what year will it be, 2023, would be moving into the halves. And we've seen it happen in the game before and good players have really great success in the half position. you just got to look at Darren Lockyer. Started off his career with the Broncos in the one jersey, moves into the halves. Did great things with the Broncos. Even someone like Ben Hornby moved from fullback into the halves and won a premiership with the Dragons. Anthony Milford. Mm. Milford, yeah. <laughs> um, Preston Campbell, going back all those years. We'll just gloss over that one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> when he was at Canberra. Yeah, yeah. When he was at Canberra. Yeah. But so, I mean, that's, that's my, my main point, like where you've got just an abundance of really good quality fullbacks. It seems... In this day and age, it's it's harder to produce these sensational halves. And Reese Walsh, what we're seeing with his incredible stepping, his ball-playing ability, imagine just getting him in the sixth jersey alongside Chanel long-term and what they could do for this club. So do we go to the market and find another fullback then? Yeah, but it's easy to produce them because everyone's got one. Yeah, yeah. Is it easy? <laughs> so easy, yeah. I, I feel Reese Walsh... Reese Walsh, um, if, if there's someone that he could, I guess, not like style for style, your mate Clinton Gutherson plays the fullback and does yeah. exactly what Reese Walsh does. Play balls, ball plays off the back of those things. So if we're looking yeah. at someone that Reese Walsh can kind of um, mimic a little bit or is trying to without obviously the footwork and the speed that Reese Walsh has, Clint Gutherson does exactly what Reese Walsh is doing now. Mm. So he plays that long, short, long ball all the time and then he's a run at the same time. So there's no, we don't need to move him from the back because he can do what he can do without playing at, at six. Mm. Uh, because there's players like Clint Gutherson that shows people that you can do it from the back without being having the six on your back. Um, you know, Trevojevic, when he comes into play, he plays exactly the same way. He's got that short, long ball, mm. plays at the back of Schuster, who's, who's ball playing for him, and then he's just tipping it on. I thought it was he the other day as well, eh? Fantastic. Um, so, so there's... Fullbacks are doing it. I think the only one... Oh, well, Tedesco does the same thing. He gets hands on ball early, um, you know, skips around the field, ball plays a bit. So the fullbacks are still playing the same way. Uh, and Reese Walsh is doing exactly what everyone else is doing, just at, eight, at 18. Yeah. Um, so why move him from the back when he can still do the things that he does from the back and come into the front line and do what he's doing now because every other fullback's doing the same. I was having a think um, just the other day about the, the rejig that the Warriors undertook at the weekend against the Tigers. And it's, it's, more, it's born out of necessity, really, because like, who, who have they got in the outside backs these days? Because Peter Hicku, he's injured and he's Gone. off to the Cowboys. Yep. Um, and they've got some young guys coming through that maybe they don't want to, to give the chance to just yet. Um, David Fusatua, out injured. We don't know when we're going to see him again. Yep. Apparently, big Ken Malmalo is injured. Yep. Apparently. Um, so, we, so we've got 
Ken, I think we've got Ken Fuss, Edward Cussy on the Edward Cussy on the sidelines, um, yeah. and they're all really big boys. And if we look exactly. at the way the game's going at the moment, it's fast, it's um, fast, it's, it's fast. fast. So our, our boys like you and Aiken. Uh, Adam Pompey, mm. uh, Montella, oh, Marcelo Montoya. Marcelo Montoya. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, that's where we're going. That's yeah. how we're going, and that's where the game's going. So you've got to be agile. You've got to be able to move around the field as quick as you can, and that's where the game's going. Which is why we're seeing Reese Walsh at fullback now, but we won't see him there later. Because it's going to take the Warriors some time to figure out what they're going to do with their outside back stocks as the competition moves forward. You said it yourself. Like It's, it's all about pace, and if Ken Mamalo is carrying... 113, 114 kgs out there on the wing, and he's a wonderful battering ram. Mm. But we need him to be quick off the mark and, and have some acceleration, like a, an Addo Carr or a Charlie Staines or a Brian To'o, and yep. we're not getting that from him. So this is where Roger Tuivasa-Shek was so good on the wing and, and ate up all those metres. And, yeah, I think smaller and faster is the way of the future. Mm. So um, it's the, the current... Rejig is born out of necessity. Yep. Um, they, they need to strip weight off Ken Malmalo. They need to see what happens with David Fusatura as well. But, yeah, the little guys out the back doing their thing, that's, that's the way it has to be. Okay. How important is it to... Because, obviously, my understanding was that Reese Walsh was coming in as the future replacement of RTS. That's, mm. that's what I thought. But how important is it? You know, there's all this stuff happening around Reese, but... If he is to get to be at his full potential with the Warriors, how important is it to right now put him in that one set position and, and that's him? Or oh, well, it takes away all the distraction of all the other understanding what all the other roles are. Yeah. I feel that for, for any athlete and any player, um, having a set mindset on uh, what your job is and what your role is and executing that week in, week out comes into preparation through your week so that you understand what you're doing. So when the Warriors move people around, yes, they may have trained in those positions, that's not necessarily their right position. Uh, you're chucking a, a right centre into a left centre. They're not, that's a complete different position to what you're normally focusing on. So all week you may be focusing on a left side, but you're actually a right centre. Um, your preparation has to change week in, week out. So having someone set into a role, and, and I, I feel Reese is, is a fullback, and I feel Reese knows that he's a fullback as well, and Reese has most probably played fullback a lot. Uh, his trial at, up in Brisbane uh, when they played against the Cowboys, he did exactly the same thing as what he did, has been doing for the Warriors from the fullback position. So, um, you know, f for an 18-year-old, keeping it nice and simple for someone at that age is what you need. Moving them around into position, saying you're a six, saying you might have to go and fill into a centre position, anywhere on the field, starts playing on your mind and you mm. can't focus on what your role is. So you've got all this information coming in, coming in. And some of us, some of the kids or some of the players can't even hold that much information in their minds. So the distraction from just having you know, understanding what your roles are is hard enough. So imagine turning up on game day and saying, well, now you're uh, playing winger or now you're playing in the house when all week you've been training at fullback or all pre-season you trained at fullback and then next minute you're on at a, in a position that you haven't worked on. So I feel it's key now for Reese to understand and for the coaching staff to give him the tools, give him the details in his role and just go out there and execute it every week. Yeah, but he will have that certainty for the next year and a half because he will be playing fullback for that period of time. My argument is that long-term he'll shift. And, and sometimes in rugby league and in life, 
you don't actually know what you've got, right? And so we're seeing it all the time. Isaiah Papali'i went to the Eels and I think he wanted to play as a middle forward, but he's been so damaging on the edge, yeah. that's where he is. <laughs> and so Reese Walsh, at some point, he will make that change. Um, yeah, he, at, the, at the moment, he'll be getting drilled with information about how Rogers played in the fullback position and, and Roger will be imparting that information to him and, and he'll grow and learn and he'll, he'll be defensively better um, in a year and a half to what he is now. And then you make the change. And, you know, I said it earlier, Lockyer made the change, Hornby made the change, Campbell made the ch Milford made the change. <laughs> and, you know, they had varying well, degrees they were, of success. They were mostly 200 games into their career before they made the change. Yeah, so uh, Reese so will be like... Reece, mm, you know what I mean? Reese is 18. 30 he'll be He'll be on and off. And Nathan Brown has said it, that he's going to try and maintain and manage the way he, he plays the kids. And I think it's important that he does that as well because... You know, you can become a target, chucking up yeah. some high balls. You've got some bigger guys coming down on you and giving you a bit of um, heat while you're down there. So yeah. I feel that, um, you know, those guys that you just mentioned all would have made the transition 150-plus games into their career. He's four, what are we, four games, five, five games that he's yeah. played. Yeah. Um, so he's got a fair way to go before he even becomes an NRL player. You know, we no one says you're an NRL player to you're paid about one hundred games for one fifty. So in between there, you're learning. Mm. You're learning the whole time. You're not. You're you're trying to find what works. You're trying to understand your body. You're trying to um, you know get all the detail around what your roles are. Understanding the game of rugby league in general. He's a he's a good kid. He's obviously watches a lot of rugby league. Um, so you know by by making the change, you know, fifty games into his career. I, I don't feel this the same. He, he, you can't put him in the same category as a Darren Lockyer or Ben Hornby or those guys that have played those games. They all played Origin as well and all represented, you know, Lockyer represented his country. So at this stage, I feel that it's important just to nail down that one position, get to 150 games. And then it'll be a half. If he's still in the Warriors and maybe think about it then. But by then you may have some other young kid coming through that's going to do just as good yeah. job. Or you yeah. may be in the market finding a... And an older halfback that can lead the team around to, to guide the younger kids because our team is very young. Uh, there is no once we lose Roger, uh, there, there goes a lot of experience there. We've got Tohu there. Tohu's not a big talker, but he goes about his business. He's a bit of a leader in his actions. Uh, we have uh, big Adam Fanua Blake, but you've got to keep him on the field. He's the middle leader. You've got Ben Murdoch as well. Um, but outside those three guys. Well, <laughs> You know, you can much really nearly, well, you can't count on your hand how much games they've all played. But, you know, it's yeah. it's less than, you know, 100 mm. games between the team, that all the boys that are left. So yeah. so it's important that, um, you know, we have these leaders around those kids to actually guide them through their journey to get them to the hundreds and 150s. Yeah. So maybe in time they look for, uh, you know, a half if we don't know what Cody's doing. Sean Johnson, um, that would have been good. Well, eh? yeah, Sean, you know, Sean would have been good, but... You know, likes of Reese needs to nail down that one position for now and and play footy like he's been doing. And you've seen he's you know he's not afraid to play footy. Um, not at all. But there's always learnings and uh, work ons from every game that he plays for sure. Mm. And I think you brought up a great point about the pressure on him. Like when I go through my social media feed, it's all Reese Walsh. Mm. Reece Walsh, Reece Walsh. Mm. You know, the future of the team. I would have to side with Adam Blair on this one. I think fullback is the go for Reese Walsh. Who knows, after those 50 to 100 games, he may slide in there. But that's very dependent on how he plays in those games down the track, I mm. think. Mm. He's not, he doesn't not have the ability to do so, looking at him right now. 
Um, but I think fullback is the future. We could have put Sean Johnson at fullback back in the day, but oh, we didn't yeah. move him. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and he's got similar abilities to what Reese is mm. showing right now. Is the quality that Reese is showing? You could, uh, you know, like him to a Sean Johnson or a, a Kalen Ponga, yeah. who yeah, can Kalen play Ponga's both great. as well. You know what I mean? And they all do the same thing. So, you know, we could have moved Sean to fullback those back in the days, but we didn't. We stayed strong on, you know, in the halves, and that's where he, mm. he's playing now. So, Kalen. Kalen's must be confused because he's so good at what every with everything he does defensively and attack wise from the back and in the front line. So yeah. <laughs> it's must be a hard thing for a player because you can play so many yeah. positions that you, yeah. you your focus is a little bit all over the shop. And after Blake Green's immediate retirement he's, announcement, well, he uh, slipped that, straight that, in there. That probably yeah. yeah muddies the waters a little bit more for yeah. him. Yeah, like one or in the yeah. half. Well, that's it. Yeah. Oh, and then the, even I guess Origins talking about you know chucking him in because they got AJ Brimson and yeah uh, those guys so the same thing there so yeah Reese is our one in Rhapsody. for the moment Rhapsody is <laughs> Rhapsody is as well <laughs> yeah okay all right well, we've <laughs> two to one we've slipped into our next uh, kind of discussion here so let's get into um, the Warriors they're currently sitting in ninth on the NRL ladder um, we're coming up to round twelve which is you know basically the halfway point of the season since we've got Adam here, how we felt the Warriors are tracking along, especially with what you guys have just discussed in terms of player movement um, position-wise. Oh, I feel like they're much in the right position for their performances of late um, and how they started the year. Would love to be, obviously, have gotten those early wins against the two or one against Newcastle. Um, I think they played Seagulls game. Seagulls game. I think they should have been in the Seagulls twice. Um, so there's three wins where they could have been higher than where they are, but with their performances from the start to where they are now, I feel like they're in the the the, the position that they deserve to be in. Mm. Um, still a long way to go. Halfway, um, would like to see them uh, win this weekend on a bye. I think he may get two points for the bye as well. So that's this game's worth four points if we look at it that way. And then they've got a big game against the Storm. Uh, so. I, yeah, I feel they're doing all the right things. Um, and I said just earlier about um, being able to, I guess we don't find any, we don't have any trouble getting out of our, our own half. Um, and I guess now having Roger on the wing, we're not seeing him uh, involved as much. Um, we get little glimpses of what Roger can do. But a winger, a same thing is that you're coming in and just taking carries and getting you into a position. Um, so we're not coming into our own and not playing any footy till we actually get inside the half, which is... Maybe a little worry. Um, would like to see them using Roger if we turn down one side of the field where Roger's on the wing, maybe swinging him around and having them playing some footy with all, of, all four of them in the, in the position. Uh, you know, two halves, Roger and Reese mm. swinging around. They may get confused because there'd be that much speed and um, <laughs> ability out wide. Um, but trying to find ways where we can, and I guess we've all been saying it, using Roger better because uh, we don't have long with Roger let's yeah. say let's yeah. try and find some positions on the field where we can get him involved in the game rather than just taking hit ups from winger I guess we've seen him at the centre position maybe by accident on the weekend where he um, beat was it BJ Lalua um, on the outside and you've seen what Roger can do when he gets early ball um, and that was maybe just inside the 50 so giving him early ball like that is is, is exactly the same is, is attacking is attacking footy so yeah, so that, that uh, that's a little bit of a worry for me is that they're not playing too much footy coming out of their house because they can get down pretty easy with their big or with their forwards and they're doing a pretty good job there. But we're not seeing them using the ability and the skills that, that actually those backs do have. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, they're in the position where they should be sitting now with what they've with their performances of late. Mm. I'm actually um, really proud of them where they where they sit because. You know, the, the relocation to Australia, it's never easy. I know that um, they've got family members and, and children over there and they're all enrolled in preschool and, and school and whatnot. But um, to be over there doing it again, doing it tough, um, away from their wider family groups and, and, and circles of friends, uh, that and also the fact that they've had a truckload of injuries. Did I read mm. that they've used 28 players? Um, well, something, something I think that's all they got. Yeah. 28 <laughs> players anyway the, over there. Yeah, yeah. so... The, the, the consistency of selection is something that hasn't been there right from, you know, round two. Mm. I think they put out their, their strongest possible team in round one against the Gold Coast Titans. Yep. And ever since then, it's been, this guy's out injured. This guy's out injured long term. We don't know if we're going to get this guy back to the, you know, for the rest of the season. Yep. You know, a big name signing in Adam Fonua Blake, who whenever he's on the field, he just destroys the opposition. They've been without that monster for however long. Yeah. We hope we, we see him back maybe after the bye. After the bye, I think. Yeah, so... we we'll pushing for that Melbourne game. That, that inconsistency of selection and, uh, you know, through no fault of, of Nathan Browns, yeah. to be there or thereabouts around the top eight with, you know, getting Chanel Harris-Tavita back early, hopefully getting Adam back. Um, yeah, I, I think they can really make a push for, for the eight. And at some point in the next few weeks, maybe we see a, a home game at, at Mount Smart Stadium. And, you know, like I, I, was, I was lucky enough to, to be down in Wellington for the uh, return home of the Wellington Phoenix. And that crowd was probably worth like two goals. They win the game 3-0 over Western United. To think that a Warriors side could still be in contention towards the back end of the season and then get a couple of home games. I don't know how they do it, whether they move back permanently or just fly in, fly out to, to yeah. get these games at their home venue. It would be, yeah, pivotal to their success this season and making the top eight. So, yeah, look, I, I know that... There would be a few fans out there who would be a little sad. Oh, you know, look, they, they win, they lose, they win, they lose. But all things considered, they're pretty close to being in the playoff mix. And I think with a few things going their way, they'll make it. Mm. This, this, this last month, this month coming up is much where they're crucial this month. Yep. Of, of their season. Because mm. um, I feel that if you lose a couple in this one, we'll lose, you know, if you've you got to beat the Cowboys, then, yeah, again, like I said, it's four points. But that, I think the Melbourne game's 50-50. If they go out there and put in a mm. tough performance and try and jag that one, um, then it looks better for the next two games after that. If you do yeah. lose those two, at least you've got two out of that month. Um, but if you go into the, into this next four weeks and, you know, especially leading into this bye and you lose that one, you lose against the Melbourne Storm, starts, the, the pressure starts building up on... Yeah. Uh, on the team and on the coaches and you start questioning um, if they're good enough, you know what I mean? And then we start questioning what they're doing wrong and um, I feel that this month is most probably, out of all the months, this is most yeah. probably the most um, critical month for the, the boys and if we can do this, this will just give them belief. If we can get a back-to-back -back win, it would be nice yeah. um, because that will give them some belief in their team mm. as well, and especially going into a bye. And, you know, I guess when you're playing, uh, you know, you... It's, a, it's four points. It's four points. So you kind of just got to go out there and just put your best foot forward on this game and leave nothing in the tank because you know you're going to have a week off. So yeah. it's kind of like playing your top eight footy. It's, you know, you play the best game you do every week because 
it's going to give you the opportunity to take one step further and one step closer to the, the, the ultimate goal. So that's how you got to look at this game this weekend is that you just go out there and leave nothing in the tank and win this one because, yeah, it's worth four points. So, And they don't have Jason Tomalola. No, no Jason, no Lachlan Burr. <laughs> and if we can't, you know, and we've seen what Jason's been doing lately uh, and how he's been playing, how he's carrying the Cowboys around. Mate, if we can't get this one, it's it's start. They start questioning themselves. Mate, yeah. that, that Ford pack point. has no experience outside of Jordan McLean and yeah. maybe Cohen Hess. And I feel like our, our backs, as well. our, our backs are a lot more agile, a lot more speed. Um, you know, are, are coming up against the Cowboys, and I've seen some of the Cowboys games and they just look what they're doing. But I feel that if we do match up, you know, our backs versus their backs, our backs are. Yeah a fair way above them when it comes to ability, skills. Mm. I guess it's who turns up with the most hard in the end and who, who wants to be the toughest up and up upstairs. <laughs> hey, that's yeah, that's yeah, where that it's won, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, so right, that yeah. you can come up against kids that are, uh, you're not experienced, but if you turn up thinking that, um, that's when the game could go the other way. So yeah. it's important that, you know, it's, it's, it's one upstairs first mm. and then you go out there and put, put it on the park and yeah. put it on to play. Yeah. You need to zoom you in. You need to get the team talk, <laughs> go, go again, eh? Yeah. Go back He's over, over there again. for a week. Yeah. <laughs> you got nothing left to say after a week in Australia. Pull him on the side, mate. you got to run the ball. You and you. Run the ball. <laughs> Take the line on. OK, well, great conversation, guys, and all the very best, of course, as always, yeah. to our boys. Now, let's get into another one. This isn't a debate, it's more of a discussion. You're a bit of a veteran yourself, Adam. Mm. Uh, He's only 35. Uh, well, when you think about his rugby league career. Oh, yeah, 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 definite veteran. So, Phil Mickelson just won the PGA, golf, obviously. So it gets us thinking about veterans in sport and who you would like to see, you know, I'm not saying, you know, people finishing their careers, but towards the tail end of their careers, who you would like to see walk away with a title to their names at the end of it all. Um, I actually found it quite tough to think about who I would want to go. But I'll let you gentlemen go first. Who, who would you like to see? Yeah, I, I thought it was a tough one too. I was trying to think of, um, I guess, um, some athletes out there all over the world. And mm. I guess my heart brought me back to rugby league. Uh, <laughs> and that's, you know, and that's what I know. Um, but again, I've, I've gone for Benji Marshall. Um, you can't say Benji Marshall. Because then that rules out the Warriors. No, it doesn't. No, I said <laughs> Benji I'd, Marshall I'd like... won a title for the Rabbitohs. The, and like... the question was, would you like to see someone? It wasn't, they're going to get it. Oh, OK. You know what I mean? So well, Dreams are free. Yeah, well, there, Sorry, you, <laughs> well, there you go. But I, I feel that, you know, the things that Benji's done for the game... Um, and for New Zealand in general, all the kids growing up over here, all the kids at school, there's no deserving person than Benji, and it's a, he's a fellow fellow Kiwi mate. Um, played alongside him, uh, played with, you know, played against him. Um, gave me a few tries in my career. I didn't score many tries, but Benji gave me a couple. Um, <laughs> you know, a couple of speed bumps ran out. Most probably ran over him or two, but. <laughs> You know, he's he's um, he's love. he's the man. Yeah, he he's actually the man. And I, I, there's no deserving person. And everyone in New Zealand wouldn't would would agree yeah. would agree with that as well. And um, would be nice to see Benji, um, you know, go away with something. Mm. I know. Um, I guess you know, Paul Gallen, you know, with the Sharks, um, Thurston with the Cowboys. Uh, who else is there around that way have got something nice? Well, Cameron uh, Smith. Cameron yeah. Smith. I mean, uh, he was always winning, though. Yeah, Justin Hodges missed out in 15 because Thurston got it instead. Um, so, you know, if he was to go out, um, I wouldn't question, you know, anything when it comes to Benji, and I feel like a lot of people do. Wouldn't either. Um, he's just the man. For what he's done in the game, I feel that it's important that there should be something to, to give back to Benji. Yeah, mm. agreed. 
Yeah. Um, as, a, as a small child, I played a lot of tennis and uh, I'd be over at the Koru Pakaranga Tennis Club um, more often than not, like in the summertime. In the wintertime, I'd play football. Summertime was tennis. Mm -hmm. I'd take my, um, my Prince Thunder Extender out there and uh, hit a few tennis balls. And so for, for that reason, I'm going with Roger Federer because um, in, in, a, in a time where the power game in, in men's tennis has just taken over and we're seeing guys who just slug it out from the baseline rely on a, on a very heavy first and second serve these days. Um, yeah, Roger Federer was all class. Um, the, the beautiful, elegant, one-handed backhand. Like, I'll, I'll be dreaming about that for the rest of my life long after he's gone. Um, to, to think that he might be able to win one of the, the majors um, and, you know... Uh, get one over Novak Djokovic and, and Rafa Nadal one last time, that, that would be a, a dream of mine. So, yeah, Roger Federer, um, the Swiss master, that, that would be a, yeah, an absolute That treat. backhand down the line. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, even when I have a muck around, I always say, you know, when I call yeah. it, I call it <laughs> Federer T, you know, down the line. Oh. And I've got bloody bung elbow, so it doesn't really go where that... It might just swing across her that so way. Maybe you're and actually still, operating a two-handed backhand. I'm still calling like it Federer and it's gone that way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how he gets the title. Uh, but he, he is, um, you know, he's been a competitor and he most probably, you know, started yeah. tennis the way the game went, but then now obviously changed, like you said, with all mm. the power and the guys that are serving, just monster serves. Yeah. Um, but for what he's done in tennis, I yeah. feel that it yeah, would be deserving of it. Yeah. Mm. The competition, not only, you know, when he was at his absolute prime to now having to contest with all mm. the young talent coming through as mm. well, but still all the way up there mm. at the yeah. top of his game. It's so impressive. Yeah, it's it's really incredible. Um, I know that he's had his struggles with the other members of the big three, but he, he's throughout it all, he has managed to stave off competition from the others coming mm. through. And like over the years, there have always been names mentioned. Grigor Dimitrov, he's going to be the next mm. big thing. They called him Baby Fed. What did he amount to? Not much. You know, so like there are names like like that that have always threatened. But he's just gone, no, no, actually, you know, I'm going to still make a semi-final or a final and, and contest for silverware. Mm. So, yeah, he's been incredible for a long, long time, much like Benji Marshall. Yeah. So, look, if maybe they can both win at some point this year. I don't know how the Rabbitohs are going to do it uh, on the back of recent results. Though, yeah, I know. What was that result against the Panthers yeah. in Dubbo? 56-something? 50, yeah, they're looking, um, they're struggling, but that's good for the Warriors, then, if they're struggling. It's, it's yeah. very but then. Not good for Benji, Benji. to go out the, that way. Yeah. And I guess, you know, Wayne hit it on the head, hit the nail on the head on the weekend, is that I wasn't going to put Benji out there and disrespect him. That's how mm. much class that Wayne has and Wayne's uh, about Benji Marshall and the yeah. thought about yeah. Benji Marshall. He wouldn't put him out there because he doesn't need, to, he doesn't deserve to be sitting out mm. there getting 50 points put on him when he couldn't change the game anyway. So, no. you know, even Wayne Bennett, yeah, the master, respects Benji yeah. for what he's done in the game. So, you know, when you've got a coach like that doing those things, you've got to give him credit because, you know, I, th I feel like there was what time there. I'm, I'm a little bit different, but I was, we were playing against Manny and our Wade and I actually didn't want to go on because we were getting pumped. But, you know, Wayne's gone and just gone, nah, Benji, you sit on the side because mm. this is... This is not for you. You shouldn't mm. just have to sit out there yeah. and cop the heat when you're not going to change the game for us. And Wayne said, defensively, you're not the best defender. But that's the respect Wayne has for him yeah. as well. It's mm. awesome. Well, for what it's worth, I'd love to see Dan Hooker in the future, our UFC fighter, um, either get to a title fight or get one um, for himself. 
he's been in the UFC for seven years, which isn't very long when you think about veteran sports people, but in the fight game, that's a blimmin' long time because to even get to the UFC, your career pre that is so long to even get the opportunity to be at the UFC. It'd be great to see another um, Kiwi champion mm. and especially one who's represented our country so valiantly over the years. So if we can just get you in there, Dan Hooker, that would be... Marvellous. We're not asking for much. <laughs> Dan Just Hooker, UFC Benji, title. Roger you know? Federer, yeah. yeah. Uh, Not much. I guess, again, for us, it's like we want our New Zealand people to do well. Exactly. And so any time they can get on the world stage or um, get an opportunity to, mm. to fight for something that's worth, I guess, like a title, yeah. then w New Zealand get behind those kind of people. So all we're trying to do is, um, come on, Dan, yeah, get yeah, us yeah. over the line and just <laughs> give us New Zealanders yeah. something to cheer about because, yeah. you know, that's we just want to see our people do well. And if someone can, like Dan can get to the end there and have a title shot or even have a crack at something, really important then let's get behind and support it so it'll be nice to see anyone in that in that in the sport of you know new zealand sport to be able to get there but yeah and, and dan as well like you said with all the fighting that he's done mm. and how hard it is to get mm. there before you even get to the ufc yeah 100 yeah. percent. well gentlemen that is us for another week thank you so much adam cool. for once again your great analysis on everything rugby league and sports veterans as well Thank you. See you Appreciate on Warriors it. TV. Yeah. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, actually, I have to call Warriors. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll just both jump in and then we'll just be fighting over who's talking. I wasn't sure if you were um, coming back. <laughs> Bad blood. Um. Okay. As for Goran and I, of course, we'll be back here next week putting everything in sport on trial. Matewa.